Good morning, welcome to the Young Minarchist, where you are going to hear a valid and logical take on the day's news. Uh, so before we jump into the news that, uh, that has been all over the news, uh, we've got a couple of show announcements. So first of all, um, now that I've been doing the show for a couple of episodes, uh, I'm going to be uploading on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, okay? So everybody remember, keep that in your mind, Tuesdays, Thursdays. And Saturdays, that's when the Young Minarchist show is going to be up. Now, the second announcement is you are probably already aware of this uh, since you're already listening to the show on iTunes, but now the show is on iTunes. So, super excited about this, which means that you can really access the show on any sort of podcast app that draws from the iTunes directory, which is a lot of podcast apps do that. So, I'm super excited to increase my uh, subscriber base and the people that I'm able to reach to basically give them a, a like I said, a, a logical take on the day's news. So without further ado, let's jump into the news of the week. So we're going to start out with President Trump's tweets like we did last time. Uh, and unfortunately, President Trump decided to tweet some weird stuff. Um, some kind of crazy stuff. Okay, so let's let's just like I'm 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 just gonna go to his Twitter page right here. So Donald Trump tweeted uh, on July first, uh, which was yesterday. My use of social media is not presidential. It's modern day presidential. Make America great again. Okay, the problem with President Trump saying this kind of thing is that it implies that he has left less of a standard of professionality than previous presidents, which is just not true. The fact is, is that just because technology has increased and it's now the modern day and you can get on Twitter doesn't make it okay for you to just randomly tweet stuff about like, let's say Morning Joe or some sort of random news show that makes fun of you and thus you make fun of them back. You are literally the president of the United States. Why are you doing this? Just because, like I said, just because it's modern day, just because you are a modern day president does not mean that you have less of a standard of being professional. You still need to be professional as president. You are still the head of the country. Now, I know a lot of you guys uh, that listen to the show, you may be conservatives, you might be uh, super interested in Donald Trump's tweets, and I personally think that Donald Trump's tweets are fairly entertaining. But the problem is, is that they don't help him with his agenda. President Trump's agenda ought to be to push conservative policies. But he can't push conservative policies if he keeps driving away the moderates in the middle between far right wing and far left wing. And he does that through his Twitter account. When the middle side loses respect for Donald Trump, well, then they're not going to support any of his policies that he does. And the left is going to make a big point about that. And it's going to cost Republicans and conservatives a lot. That is my fundamental reasoning for opposing Donald Trump's tweets, or the tweets that he has been making, especially recently, is that they do not help to further his agenda. Okay, so that was that was basically the, what, what I had to go over on Donald Trump's tweets. He still has the same kind of standard of professionality. He should step away from Twitter. If he's on Twitter, he should be professional while he is doing it. Alright, so the next thing in the news, uh, of course, the Democrats drafted a bill that would basically require a physician to look into President Trump to see whether he is fit for office. So basically they took the 25th Amendment totally out of context 
the 25th Amendment basically says that whenever the vice president and a majority of bodies, such as in Congress, may uh, by law provide, transmit to the president pro tempore of the Senate and the Speaker of the House of Representatives their written declaration that the president is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office. Um, the vice president shall immediately assume the powers and duties of the office as acting president. So basically, what the Democrats have decided is they are forcing, uh, they're forcing, like, let's see here, uh, Paul Ryan, Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell, and Charles Schumer to each elect a physician to look into whether or not President Trump is crazy or not, and whether or not he's able to fulfill his office as president. There's so much that is wrong with this idea. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff wrong with with asking the these people to appoint physicians to look into the mental health of President Trump. Because here's the problem. Okay, that logic can be applied to any of you. Just because you don't like President Trump's policies doesn't mean that you can label him as being crazy. I think Nancy Pelosi is crazy. Should, does that mean that I need to uh, say she needs to be taken out of office because she can't fulfill her duties? That she is incompetent as a as a person? I believe that she is incompetent uh, to be in, in our House of Representatives, so does that mean that we should remove her forcefully? Well, no, okay? That's just because I disagree with her policies, and I don't think that her policies are right. But does that mean that we ought to remove her from her office? Well, of course not, because in my subjective opinion, I don't believe that what she's doing is right. But that doesn't mean we need to remove her from office. The same exact standard applies to Trump. Just because the Democrats don't agree with what he's doing doesn't mean that they can say that he is quote-unquote incompetent to be the president, as it says in the 25th Amendment. And the second problem is, is that they're taking the 25th Amendment totally out of context. The 25th Amendment is basically addressing uh, sickness and mental derangement, basically. So if you are having, you know, raving, raving fits and uh, totally crazy and mentally not able to, not able to do your duty as president of the United States, so you're not able to sign bills, you're just going absolutely nuts, and people believe that if you don't stop, we're just not going to have a president of the United States because you are literally not doing what you're supposed to be doing, then then the 25th Amendment would apply. But here, the Democrats are just saying, well, President Trump has been tweeting some weird stuff on Twitter, uh, so let's look into him and make sure that he is, he, you know, we don't think he's okay, uh, and so we need to remove him from office. That's, that's just totally, totally, it's, it's just, just out of what the 25th Amendment was originally drafted to do. So it's very important that we, uh, that we keep that in mind. So yes, that is that is the Democrats' bill that they have drafted, um, removing President Trump based upon the Twenty Fifth Amendment, taken out of context. Not a good bill. Not not very validly uh, put together. Okay, so next up we have that CNN uh, apparently aired another fake news story, another one um, involving a fake National Enquirer piece on basically a Ted Ted Cruz scandal. So the big news of this week was that. President Trump attacked the people that run Morning Joe, which is a morning news show on CNN. He attacked them uh, basically because they were making fun of President Trump on their show. He said that one of the people there, um, what she called Crazy crazy Mika, was basically bleeding badly from a facelift, and so it was just a huge, big thing. Everybody was blowing up about it. But the problem is, is that 
is, is that uh, after after that happened, they basically put forth a, a fake inquirer piece, uh, which is, or excuse me, a, ba- a fake national inquirer piece on basically Ted Cruz. So what happened was on their show, they, they showed a picture of the national inquirer and basically the front cover was like, there's a huge scandal with Ted Cruz and, you know, he cheated on his wife and blah, 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 which was never actually happened. That article never aired. People are trying to figure out where CNN even got that article. Apparently, someone shared the article front cover on President Trump's Twitter feed way, way, way back in 2016. Uh, so it's just it's just all crazy because it, we, we keep seeing this kind of thing from CNN. Uh, we shouldn't get hypocritical about it. We shouldn't say that now CNN's all of CNN's uh, pieces are are just totally fake news, and we should just discount everything from CNN because they've put forth two fake news stories. But what we do need to do is be a lot more critical of CNN because the fact is is that CNN is destroying their credibility by airing these fake news stories. They are just destroying it. They recalled and retracted the pieces that were fake, but the fact is is that until they do that, how are we as the American people supposed to know whether or not what CNN is doing is actually, or what they are airing is actually true, or whether or not it is it is false? So again, we need to be much more careful of CNN now because, again, they've enacted, or they've basically uh, aired two fake news stories in like less than two weeks. Uh, so it's it's just it's just crazy stuff going on with CNN. Their their ratings are going into the toilet, uh, or they will go into the toilet. I mean, just like seriously, they're not they're not going to be able to stay afloat if they keep doing this. They need to fix their editorial process because that's where all this fake news is getting through from. Now we shouldn't say that CNN is like trying to do this or trying to lie because they are taking down the stories when they figure out that the stories are fake. But the problem and lies with their editorial process. They're not editing these stories enough. And because of that, they are allowing these pieces that are fake to get through the editorial process, which makes it really embarrassing that they have to basically take it all down after it gets through. All right. So last, last major thing uh, here is basically Joe Scarborough. I think that's how you pronounce his last name from Daily Joe. So one of the people that President Trump attacked on Twitter claimed that Trump blackmailed him with a bad National Enquirer piece. So I believe it was on Friday uh, after President Trump attacked Mika and Joe on the Daily Joe. On the Daily Joe, uh, Mr. Scarborough said that President Trump contacted him and said, "Listen, you need to stop." Um, airing all of this bad publicity around the uh, around the president of the uh, United States, and if you don't, then we're going to air this National Enquirer piece um, about you, which is going to be super embarrassing and stuff. So that's what he claimed, okay? And if it's true, that is a that is not a a good thing for President Trump. The president of the United States should not be forcing people or blackmailing people at all. Just just that is not something that the president of the United States ought to be doing. If he is doing that, then there should be some severe consequences for him. But here's the problem. Why would the White House use the National Enquirer? Of all things, the National Enquirer to air a piece on the Daily Joe. I'm pretty sure the National Enquirer has written something bad about literally every famous person in America at one point or another. It is a tabloid. It is basically the definition of fake news. It's basically clickbait. That's that's what a tabloid is. Is it's it's a clickbait. It's usually what happens is um, their claims are not actually what 
their their claims are not really that factual. They might take some claims and then they kind of shift it around and they impact it out in a way that actually makes it untrue. That's what the National Enquirer does. Now, President Trump does have close ties to the National Enquirer, but the fact is is that it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for him to be to be blackmailing Scarborough through the National Enquirer. Like, I mean, just the National Enquirer, nobody's going to believe what is put in the National Enquirer about Joe Scarborough or, you know, crazy, quote-unquote, crazy Mika. Uh, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense for Trump to use the National Enquirer because nobody's going to believe it. Trump and the White House actually denied the uh, allegations, and what they say is that Joe Scarborough actually came to them and asked them if they would shut down the National Enquirer story, which actually does pin a whole lot of throw it throws a whole lot of shade on Joe because he's literally going to the president of the United States and asking them to shut down a news source uh, which is which is crazy immoral not not a good thing to be doing um, so in reality you have two stories here and on my side I see Joe Scarborough kind of biased in this situation um, because when he claimed that this happened it was way back in May why didn't Joe Scarborough come out in May when President Trump was blackmailing him about this? Why is he coming about, you know, coming out about it like right now after President Trump attacked him on Twitter? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense and to me the White House side of the uh, allegation seems to be a lot more logically valid just because it doesn't make sense for them to use the National Enquirer. Joe didn't come out earlier and uh and uh yeah, it just it just makes a whole lot of sense for the White House allegations to be true. Okay, so that is those are the uh, major news stories that we haven't covered yet on the podcast that have arisen in the past couple of days. Um, now, of course, we have the philosophy section of the podcast, so I'm super excited about this. Today, we're going to be answering the question, why is all redistribution of wealth unjust? So why, why is all redistri- redistribution of wealth unjust? So if you've spent any amount of time around me, you know that I do not agree with the idea of redistributing wealth, whether that comes in the form of subsidies to something that the federal government believes is necessary for the American people, or welfare programs, or whatever it, is, whatever it might be. All of that is redistributing wealth. So the government forcefully ta- taxing people, and then putting that tax money to something that in the federal government's subjective opinion they believe to be good for the american people so here's here's the problem with that okay the federal government just as the federal it would be wrong for the federal government to do that uh to tax people and to force them to pay for things that they didn't directly consent to it would be wrong for an individual to do that so here's how i think of our government system okay what is directly in the constitution uh, what is directly meant in the Constitution, what the states ratified, that is what we as the American people have consented for our government to do. So it's not unjust for them to do what we have consented for them to do. Uh, we, it's, we've, we've given them, directly given them that power to, to do that. But the problem is, is that you really don't see any place in the Constitution uh, or really any place that our founding fathers meant in the Constitution for, for the government to imply that the government can redistribute wealth at all. So there's nowhere in the Constitution to mention subsidies, nowhere in the Constitution doesn't mention welfare programs, but what the government tries to do is it tries to justify it under other parts of the Constitution. Uh, so for example, the General Welfare Clause, they say, well, welfare, welfare programs are under the general welfare, thus we can 
enact them, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. That's not what the founders originally intended for our Constitution, and since the Constitution is essentially a law, you have to interpret it based upon the original understanding or the original meaning of that Constitution. You can't just randomly say, hey, we don't, we, we, you know, we think that this means this, and thus we're going to interpret the law like that. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So, since redistribution of wealth is not in the Constitution, then the government really is unjust in forcing people, forcing people to pay the government, to, to they're forcefully taking their money, and then the government says, hmm, what should we put this money to? Hey, I know, and then they give this money either in the form of a subsidy to, let's say, maybe a farmer, or maybe a research organization, or just a lot of different a lot of different places that that money could go. But the fact is, is that that money ought to be going to those organizations only when the consumers choose to fund those organizations. This ought to be a personal responsibility choice. Again, going back to that idea of consequentialism before, our government is acting based upon a consequentialist mindset. They're saying, Look, it might be a little bit unjust if we, you know, force people to, you know, forcefully take people's money, violate their rights, but it's okay because it's going to a good cause and it's going to cause more good than harm. Well, no, that's a bad way of thinking about this. The fact is, is that you cannot do something that is unjust. Do not do anything that is unjust. If individuals want to give their money to a farmer, if individuals want to create a GoFundMe page for a specific farmer or a specific research organization, they can do that. That is all their money. They can do that themselves based upon personal choice and and individual individual choice. That is that is their money. They get to choose what to do with it. When you go outside of, of that and when you tax people without their consent, because redistribution is not in the Constitution, if you tax people without consent uh, and you decide to redistribute all of that wealth, then the fact is, is that that is an unjust policy. You are stealing from people. Even if what you th even if you think that it's going to create a, a better world than if you hadn't done that, it's still a bad thing to do. It's st you still shouldn't do it because it is unjust. And the fact is, is that the free market can actually take care of all of these problems already. Remember, the market only reacts to how the consumers want it to react. So when you have the consumers seeing that there's there's a big problem, so seeing that there's a problem, we need some more research into a certain area, then consumers can choose to act in that situation and the market will move according to how the consumers want it to move. We don't need government action in this situation and the fact is is that the government does not have the right to move the market around and to try to direct the market in a certain area. That is the consumer's choice because the consumers created the market. The government didn't create the market, the consumers did. So the consumers should have the ability to choose where the market goes, how it affects research organizations and farmers and different different places like that. Again, it should be the consumer's responsibility, the consumer's choice to do that. That is why all redistribution of wealth is unjust because it's the government stealing from one person, taking 20 bucks out of someone's wallet, then taking $5 for themselves and giving $15 to somebody else. That is literally what redistribution of wealth is and is without their consent. So I wouldn't be able to do that justly, and thus the government cannot do that justly. No matter how you look at the situation, redistribution without consent is always, always unjust. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. 
uh, today and make sure that uh, if you like the podcast, go ahead and subscribe to it because again, remember Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, that's when the podcast is coming out. That is when you will be able to hear the Young Minarchist where I will go over valid and logical or a valid and logical take on the day's news and also leave me a review on iTunes because again, I just put the podcast up on iTunes. Super excited about that. Um, and so, yeah, thank you guys again for tuning in and I will catch you in the next episode.